This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday to you on this uh, Labor Day weekend. Welcome to a special day here at the Cleveland Sports Show. It is officially our 50th episode. That's right. We've been doing this 50 times, and I'm pretty sure 50 successful episodes for the Cleveland Sports Show. And we're rolling with another sports fact of the week starting. This is the first day of September. I can't believe how fast 2019 has flown by. But let's get you started with your sports fact of the week. On this day, September 1st, way back in 2007, 23-year-old Boston Red Sox pitcher Clay Buchholz throws a no-hitter in only his second start in the majors defeating the Baltimore Orioles 10 to nothing at Fenway Park. He made his debut on August 17th when he gave up three earned runs and eight hits to the Angels in Boston and was immediately sent back to the minors. Butch Holtz was recalled just hours before tonight's clash. He throws 115 total pitches, walks three, and strikes out nine. Nick Markikis strikes out looking for the final out. That is our sports fact of the day. Back in 2007, some MLB action for you. We have a lot of MLB news today with the Indians, but we'll get uh, you guys with that information in a little bit. Now, let's look at MLS standings in the Eastern Conference. It is extremely competitive for those top spots. You have one win. If you're in, really in the top four seeds, if you have one win, and you, now you have a chance to really um, catch that next spot. Let's go to first place. Philadelphia Union, 51 points in 29 matches played, 15 wins, 6 draws, 8 losses. A point, a single point behind them is NYCFC, 50 points on the season, 14 wins, 8 draws, and 5 losses. Atlanta United comes in at third place with 15 wins, 3 draws, and 10 losses for 48 points. And then in fourth place, it's D.C. United, 11 wins, 9 draws, 10 losses for 42 points. And our top scorers in the MLS essentially remains the same. It looks like Carlos Vela is going to be that golden boot winner this year, unless second place Josef Martinez with 23 goals of Atlanta is able to catch up to him. A goal, excuse me, a goal behind Martinez is the great Zlatan Ibrahimovic, 22 goals on the season. Diego Rossi of LAFC, 14 goals, and Heber of NYCFC tied with Rossi. The two a combined 28 goals, 14 each. If you can do that math correctly. Now let's go on to some Columbus Crew soccer. And the last time we met, the crew only had uh, two games. They did just play yesterday with Chicago, tying that game by a final score of 1-1 to at home at Mapfrey Stadium. I tell you, these late goals are starting to crawl um, and creep Columbus a little bit here. In the 27th minute, Pedro Santos scored for the crew to give them a 1-0 lead against Chicago. But then, in added time of the second half, the 90th minute, 
in that added time frame. Premitz Law, Frankowski of Chicago, able to score, and that is how our game would be a draw for the Columbus crew, unable to hold out Chicago in those final minutes. And we did have our Ohio rivalry take place last Sunday. That's right, last Sunday. I'm sorry I have uh, was in New York last week. We did our podcast a little earlier in the week. I feel like I haven't been here in forever, so I apologize for that. But we did have the Ohio rivalry matchup. FC Cincinnati taking on the Columbus crew in Cincinnati. Crew actually got a win. Applause, applause. Thanks to two goals from Yassi Zardes and a goal in added time of the first half from Luis Mario Diaz Espinosa. In the 89th minute, Kekuta Mane of FC Cincinnati was able to score, but all little too late as the crew dominate FC Cincinnati last weekend in Cincinnati. Upcoming games for the crew include a date with the defending champions, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the 14th, so the crew are going to get a lot of time off here. They'll be in Atlanta to take on the defending champions, Atlanta United, before heading to Vancouver to take on the Whitecaps. And as we mentioned, for FC Cincinnati, they played as well their most recent game yesterday against FC Dallas in Dallas, Texas, and a completely a completely abysmal performance for FC Cincinnati, as Emmanuel Ledesma in the 64th minute was able to score a penalty kick, but at that point, FC Cincinnati were down three to nothing. So going three to one, and then having Kakuta Mane get a red card in the 75th minute certainly does not help Cincinnati. Goals from Dallas's Ryan Hollingshed, Michael Barrios, and Znek Ondrasnik, I pro- apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, were able to help FC Dallas destroy Cincinnati. 17 shots compared to only 7 for Cincinnati, um, for FC Dallas. 8 shots on target for Dallas compared to 2 for Cincinnati. 63% of the possession was in favor of FC Dallas instead of FC Cincinnati. Now let's get to the upcoming MLS schedule for you. We have two games today, a doubleheader. The Seattle Sounders will be taking on the LA Galaxy today in Seattle at 6.30 Eastern Time. And then today at 10.30 Eastern Time, we have LAFC, who really look hungry this year, going up against Minnesota United. And speaking of LAFC, that MLS Western Conference is essentially, it's pretty much going to be won by LAFC. Let's not debate this here. 62 points for LAFC. They have dominated this season. First team to reach 60 points. And who knows, they might, just might even reach 70. They have 19 wins, 5 draws, and 3 losses on the season. 18 points behind them is the second place San Jose Earthquakes. Then it goes Real Salt Lake, FC Dallas, and Seattle, the Seattle Sounders. After first place LAFC, the Western Conference is actually extremely competitive. 
San Jose with 44 points. A point behind them, Salt Lake. And then FC Dallas, uh, Seattle, both have 43 points. And then a point, a point behind them are the LA Galaxy and Minnesota United. They're tied with 42 points. An extremely competitive top seven, or in this case, top six, if you exclude LAFC, Western Conference in the MLS. Now, the MLS playoffs will begin in about a couple months, but we will have a lot more coverage and updates when the time gets closer. But for now, we do know that the WNBA playoffs are coming up. They actually start on September 11th of this year. That'll be a Wednesday. And here are our standings for the WNBA. The defending Eastern Conference champions, the Washington Mystics, 23-8 on the season. 8-2 in their last 10 games, winning three in a row. Connecticut Sun, 22-9, 14-1 at home, and 7-3 in their last 10. The Chicago Sky take third place, 18 wins, 13 losses, 6-4 in their last 10. In the Western Conference, the Aces are 20-12, 10-5 against conference opponents, 13-4, at home, the Los Angeles Sparks are 12-2 and at home, 6-4 and in their last 10. Minnesota Lynx are a game above 500, winning three in a row, and 6-4 and in their last 10 as well. And for the Seattle Storm, I really don't know what's going on for the defending champs, as they're now at 500 basketball, 15-15, and 3-7, and 5-9, and 3-7 and in their last 10. 5-9 and nine on the road, 10-6 and six at home. They've lost two in a row. It's not looking good for the defending champs. But what is looking good for all of you WNBA fans is that there are some games that you can be watching this weekend. We have a triple header for you today starting at 6 Eastern time. The Phoenix Mercury will be taking on the Chicago Sky. The Indiana Fever will be facing the Minnesota Lynx, and the Seattle Storm will be hosting the Atlanta Dream. Now, I told you, MLB fans, that I'd have some news for you, and the Indians, in their most recent game, not the best result against the Tampa Bay Rays. On Popper, right side, short right, Sogard out. He is there, and the Rays win it. Pagan comes in to get the final two out. And that's right, the Indians losing last night to the Tampa Bay Rays. Final score of that game, 6-9. to nine. Indians are now 79-57 and 57 on the season. The Indians actually went up 2-0 in, after the first inning. And then in the next two innings, gave up three runs, not able to score any. And then gave up three runs in the sixth, three runs in the seventh, to really fall behind in the game. However, in the eighth and ninth inning, the Indians scored two runs in each, total of four runs. However, they were still down, and it was just too little, too late against the Tampa Bay Rays. Six to nine, the final score of that game. But Friday, uh, the 30th, this past Friday, 
the Indians fell to the Tampa Bay Rays four to nothing, the final score. And guess what? It was scoreless until the seventh inning. The Indians gave up four runs in the seventh inning alone to lose the game by a final score of four to nothing. And do you guys remember when the Indians actually took first place on the Twins uh, for a little bit there for at least a day or two, if I'm not mistaken? The Indians are now back in second place in the American League Central Division, 79 and 57. They're four and a half games behind the Minnesota Twins. They're five and five in their last 10. Haven't been that convincing. 38 and 30 on the road, only eight games above 500 on the road. Indians are definitely going to have to clean this up a little bit if they want to be able to make some noise when the playoffs roll around. Now, the upcoming schedule for the Indians includes a Sunday matinee game today against the Rays, their final game in Tampa Bay, concluding this three-game season series against Tampa Bay. The Indians will then head home. We're starting tomorrow at 7:10 on Labor Day. They'll host the Chicago White Sox at Progressive Field for a four-game series before heading out to take on, you guessed it, the Minnesota Twins for a three-game series. And Browns fans, I know a lot has been going on here at the Cleveland Sports Show. Unfortunately, we missed two games um, as while we were gone. However, we have all the updates that you could ask for on the Browns. And we'll start with this past Thursday night at Progressive Field where the Browns hosted the Detroit Lions. And that is only the beginning, that was only the beginning to a Browns victory as the Cleveland Browns defeated the Detroit Lions by a final score of 20-16. to It wasn't until the second quarter that the Browns were able to score with only 21 seconds left in the quarter. The Browns scoring 10 points alone in the second quarter only compared to Detroit's two. Detroit did outscore Cleveland in the third quarter 7 to nothing. However, the Browns respond with a 10 to 7 quarter, eventually winning the game by 4. However, the la- this the last Friday before that, the 23rd of August, the Browns were in Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers where it was a competitive match. The Browns actually had a 9-0 lead at halftime heading into the third quarter. However, 10 points alone in the third quarter by Tampa Bay gave them the lead. And then each team scored three points in the fourth quarter. And due to that 10-0 spurt in the third quarter, Tampa Bay was able to hold on by a final score of 13-12 in that NFL preseason game. And speaking of the NFL preseason, that concludes 
the overall NFL preseason. The Browns, in four preseason games, go 3-1. and one. Definitely a convincing start to the season. And guess what? Drum roll, please, because the official Browns NFL regular season begins this Sunday, September 8th. At 1 o'clock, the Tennessee Titans will be at Progressive Field to take on the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr., Denzel Ward, Baker Mayfield, all the action right there for you on CBS, the channel that the game will be covered on. You'll be able to watch the Titans facing the Browns on Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Browns will then head to New York the following week to take on the Jets, but we'll talk a lot more about that in the coming weeks. And speaking of football, we're going to move from the Cleveland Browns. wanted to give you guys a quick update on the Nordonia Knights. I unfortunately forgot to mention this in the beginning of the show. However, I'll mention it now. The Nordonia Knights football season, as you um, may remember, we gave you guys little updates um, throughout the season last year every week. We're going to be doing that again this year. The Knights losing their first game out of 10 to the Bedford Bearcats by a final score of 20 to 13. Bedford went up 7 to nothing um, after the first quarter. The Knights eventually came back and took a lead thir- uh, 13 to 7. However, due uh, to the heroics down the stretch from down the stretch from Bedford um, they were able to close out the game, and the Bearcats come up with a 20-13 win against the Nordonia Knights. And the Knights, in their next game, this upcoming Friday, September 6th, they will host the Woodridge Bulldogs before heading on the road to Mayfield. And that is our quick um, excuse me, Nordonia Knights football update for you here on NordoniaHills.News where you can get all of the coverage of the Cleveland Sports Show and all of the community events going around here in Nordonia. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our 50th episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. Thank you so much for hanging with us for these 50 episodes. It's really been a pleasure. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, I do want to let you know a couple of things, though. Some quick reminders. I know I haven't been as active on Twitter lately, thanks to me being, you know, busy back in school. But I will be posting episodes to the Cleveland Sports Show, as well as other sports content. You can also go to NordoniaHills.News and look up some of the great events that are going on in our community. We've had a lot going on, especially with the start of school um, a couple weeks ago. I'm also on SoundCloud if you ever have a chance to look me up there. Just look up my name, Darius Sethna, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S. My Twitter handle, uh, excuse me, at Sethna is S-E-T-H-N-A. And my Twitter handle is at Nordonia Sports. You can check me out on there. And the Cleveland Sports Show, as always, is on Spotify. I actually had a friend who was listening to the show um, a couple days ago on Spotify, on a bus ride home from a soccer game. So, of course, we're always on Spotify. 
as well. You can just type up my name, Darius Sethna, D-A-R-A-Y-U-S-S-E-T-H-N-A, to quickly and easily access the show from there. But once again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Cleveland Sports Show this week. We will see you for our next episode next weekend. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, take care and thanks for listening.